The Redneck Tech Podcast is brought to you by Diamondback Covers, the absolute best cover you could ever spend your money on. If you need an insurance policy for all the expensive gear on the back of your truck, then you need a Diamondback cover. Make the bed of your truck a vault with Diamondback. Right here, right here, right here. Yeah, you want it? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? There's Devin. Devin just got on the live stream. So we are uh, just now starting episode 126. Um, we've been on here for a couple minutes on the live stream before the podcast. So if you don't, if you're not a regular listener of the podcast and you enjoy it, we always try and do a live stream or we're going to try and continue to do it. We've done it a couple times. But now that we've got the studio set up, if you're not watching live, we're sitting in our new studio, not completely done yet. We still got some trim work to do and a little back, a back piece to do. But these are live on Inst- or, uh, live on Instagram. These are live on YouTube, and we try and do some uh, question and answer and stuff before and after the podcast. So if you um, ever want to talk to us, hit us up. You know, you need to subscribe to us on YouTube that way that you can get the notifications when we go live. And obviously, we leave these up, and we record the podcast for the audio listeners as well. So there's obviously a couple different ways to listen. But um, for those of you that have been OGs and stuck with us the whole time. We are 95% done with the studio. We are actually filming the first podcast in the studio. Um, We've got our backdrop. We've got our room. We've got our table. Everything's set up. And now all we have to do is flip on lights, flip on a camera, and we're done. And uh, it's going to save us a lot of time, hopefully make us to where we could podcast more, which I know that'll be, that's uh, what we want to do is be able to do more and more podcasts for you guys. And um, hopefully learn you something, hopefully learn us something. So today we're going to be talking about the FX6. So what if, what if we just go through like first impressions, first things first, like the first time we held the camera. I know the first time I, first time I picked it up, I thought it was a toy. It's really light. It didn't feel real. Yeah, it doesn't feel like as heavy as you think it should. Well, we've been running the FX6, you've been running the FS5 for a long time. Wait, no, you, FS7. FS7. No, whatever. FS5. Blah, blah, blah. We have been running, me and Ryer have been running the FS7. Ryer and I, technically. Ryer, shut up. <laughs> For a long time. And Clay has run the FS7 some, but he's ran the FS5 the most. So those are, the FX6 body and size and weight is very similar to the FS5. I think it's even lighter. Uh, it, yeah, it's lighter. So Everything it's, else is basically the same. So, But in terms of like components and how the camera's laid out and all that, very similar to the FS5. So if you're a fan of the FS5, the ergonomics, then you'll love this camera. Um, but in terms of compared to the FS7, it's a lot lighter and a lot smaller, like significantly lighter and smaller to the point to where it feels like I'm going to break it every time I touch it. And you guys, Clay being the one that's ran it the most, um, y'all have ran it more than I have. I've gotten to, I had to slum it on my last shoot, still take the FS7 while you guys took the nice camera. Just want to point that out that, I gave them the nice cameras. Well, no. I took the, the slumber camera. You had to take the, quote, slumber camera because it had cash record. We didn't have to tell anybody that. Well, you're not going to make us look bad. Well, that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> no, you're trying to play the, oh, poor pitiful me. <laughs> yeah, well, 
Y'all you're ruined fine, it you're trying me. to play you're trying to play the martyr here. So anyway, I took the FS7, still laid down some epic stuff because the, the camera's not as important as who's running. Let's be honest with that. But um, anyway, that's why you could just you could give me a Nokia flip phone and still make <laughs> possibly the greatest cinematic masterpiece of all time. Oh, here we go. So uh, moving on. First thing is it felt like a toy, um, but I don't want to get into. And, and guys, if you're watching this for like a review of the technical breakdown and the this, that, and the other thing, watching the wrong, you're watching the wrong review, wrong podcast, because we're going to give you our experience and our kind of like real world using the camera, what we like and what we don't like. Our experience is we've ran, ran a red a little bit. We've ran FS7s extensively, ran my uh, R5 a bunch, 5D Mark II, three and four. So I mean we we know our way we know our way around the camera. So when we do this and, and we do a lot of running gun style, we shoot some stuff off tripods and interviews and stuff like that. But we're we're very documentary style filmmakers and video and content creators. So when we get when we do this review, keep that in mind. We're not going to break down like all these other reviews every dot and tittle and point that this camera has there's a lot of aspects of this camera that we might not ever even break into um because it's not what we do on a day-to-day basis but for what we do and this is a question i want to ask you guys at the end this is a wonderful wonderful outdoor content creator camera price tag not the best but you get what you pay for and so far with the exception of one thing that we recently found, which I still haven't not, not narrowed it down on the dead pixel. I don't know if that was a camera, if it was something on the lens, something on the sensor. I don't know. Surely the guy that's not in the camera, but that's something we got to figure out. But if that is the case, if it does have a dead pixel like we had in some of our last footage, we got bigger issues because these are brand new cameras. But like I said, we haven't tested it enough to know that yet. And, I don't want to jump to conclusions because it didn't. It looked like a dead dead pixel, but it could have been a. Well, it wasn't in every clip either. <laughs> yeah, that's what kind of worries me. Where it came from, anyway. I don't want to. Also, want to add half the reason we're not going to go into every single technical aspect of this camera is because we're not possibly going to be as thorough as the people who already have done that. So, yeah. if what you're looking for is, is that a breakdown of every single technical aspect of this camera. I'd recommend going and looking up Philip Bloom's tutor- uh, review on it or any camera. I mean, honestly, if you want a really thorough, detailed technical analysis of a camera, Philip Bloom's your guy. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, before we purchased it, you watched his whole thing. I watched several of them. I watched, I watched it before I ran it, and I'm probably going to watch it again just to get more information on how to run the camera more effectively, but... I mean, he does a really good job. So I think he this does. is more of a review of how does this camera apply to our specific space yep. in in the filmmaking content creation world as opposed to just a, a technical breakdown because you can get better ones of those from guys who are more knowledgeable and have tested it more. So. so so far, where have we taken the camera? First time the camera ever left the office was we took it to Florida on a turkey hunt. Mm-hmm. If we call it a turkey hunt, it was kind of a cluster didn't really see many turkeys, didn't really do anything, but we shot a bunch of really pretty <coughs> B-roll with it um, and good light and good situation. So that was, you know, it, it shined. It did really well. It was nice to have, nice to travel with, small, light, ergonomic, all those things. Then you guys took it to 
Illinois, right? That was kind of its first real test, wasn't well, it? I think, didn't you take it somewhere in between there? No, Illinois, and then I went to Kentucky twice. Well, I filmed a wedding with it. Oh. And didn't you? Yeah, you have ran it way more than ever. Port? Oh, and then I took it to Port St. Joe, yeah. Yeah, you know, you ran it like a lot more than what way I more than yeah. we have. Okay, I've so. I've had one, because you ran the FX6 in Florida, I did not. And I ran it for like and, two days. And I ran the FS7 down there, and I ran the FX6 when and we were in And Clay got to take Illinois. pictures. It sounds like Clay's gotten a lot of the good gigs lately. What the heck? I didn't film. The only turkey hunt I took a video camera on was when I went with Jamie that one morning and we didn't hear gobble. Every other turkey hunt was photos all spring. Yeah, honestly. Well, sorry, sorry, I mean, sorry, the spy point one with Billy. Okay. But then I'm going to say, that's bull crap. Other than that, everything was photos. Yeah, I would just, li- <laughs> I just, I just like to point out that when we were in Illinois, he finagled his way into somehow only calling for the turkey hunt that we did with Greg. I took photos. And then he didn't have to do any... He, uh, he made, have a he, li- heavy he lifting. Made, he basically, because, I mean, we've talked to Greg about turkey hunting on, on, on Pocket, this podcast. Yeah. So his views on how, how much he likes turkey hunting are very public, uh, which is to say he doesn't like it that much. Yeah. And Clay was, Clay was trying to talk him into letting Clay and I turkey hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and that morphed into... We're going to go film a turkey hunt for Hunt Masters. Yeah. That Greg was basically doing begrudgingly. <laughs> Just to like humor Clay. So Clay talked him into doing this and also talked him into. Just calling. No, 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 no. Yes. Greg asked me if I wanted to call, and I wasn't going to say no. <laughs> oh, okay. Then, and there's only two other people to film, so we just <laughs> have to okay. do it. But you can call and you film. You want me to want me to take that really hot girl on the date? I mean, if <laughs> if I have to. I mean, okay. <laughs> so anyways, basically Clay created all of this work We're getting for very us. off subject. <laughs> I don't care, because I need other people to know how much work... You, you made us do. You created for us. And he did work weather. himself into a couple pictures, though. Like he made made sure I, it looked like he was working. To be fair, I made him take those pictures. Yeah, he's like, okay. he's like, hey, get in a picture with Greg. And I was like, no. He goes, you're gonna want a picture with Greg. Get in the picture. And I was like, he, okay. I mean, to be fair, he did call the turkey in for Greg. And I was like, look, <laughs> very well. How often do you get to call in a turkey for Greg? Yeah. Probably once ever. Yeah. Because after after that hunt, Clay was really excited. They hugged. They had they shared a whole they shared a whole bromance. Were tears moment. shed? Almost. <laughs> I have it on camera too. Dang, why I am mean, I just now I hearing mean, Clay, about all this? Clay did a hop, skip, and a jump on his way up there. <laughs> I was kind of excited. He was very excited. So Clay's super excited. And I mean he's on a high all day. Oh all yeah. All day just like I mean, that's probably. So you're telling me you didn't knock him down a peg at some point that day? I continually knock him down pegs. (laughs) I knocked him down a peg as soon as we had to get up and film the thing (laughs) at 4 a.m. Yeah, like we're we're down there in his basement in our little producer area, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm excited, and I'm jumping around, and Ryer goes, shut up, you don't have to film tomorrow. You're getting up and you're calling. Don't say anything. (laughs) Shut your mouth and you're talking to me. The whole reason I have to get up way before it's light, because all the other stuff we need light to do. Yeah. The only reason I have to be up before the sun is up is because he talked us into this entire deal. In all (laughs) fairness, Greg said he'd had fun. 
He did, but he didn't say he had. He told so Caleb much he, fun. He told Caleb he had fun, which therefore he, he, he called was, me to he tell was me not, he had fun. He was not lying to us to make us feel good. I'm just upset I didn't but get didn't, to go because I mean he, we hyped up this turkey hunt all year and I didn't even get to go on it. But didn't he I, say I he was? It wasn't as exciting as as he thought that it would be. What he's killed a turkey before. Aaron, Aaron looked over at one point and when the turkey was coming in, and Greg's eyes were closed. <laughs> Come hey, on, he, Greg. He, I'm telling you, he's turkey. He is through and through, like white tails. Yeah, white tails and adventure hunts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I'm not list. Yeah, we'll we'll go down that rabbit hole too far. Which I mean, I'm sure. I'm I know of other guys who are like that. Oh yeah, I know of other guys who couldn't care less about turkeys. Yeah, I can name a lot of them. So, and I know a lot of guys who couldn't care less about anything but turkeys. So yeah, it goes both ways. It's for each their own. But anyway. Um, I, just wa- I just wanted it noted that we had to do a whole bunch of work. And, and whether or not that ends up in a show, we don't right, I'm like, I'm 50-50 right now. <laughs> I'm 50-50 whether that ends up in a, sh- in a show next season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, um, so since Clay has ran the camera more than anybody, um, let's get him to talk about the first point in the thing, and that is – Oh, we have notes? Yeah. Well, I just kind of – just general talking oh. points. Um, What did you like? What's your what's well, your favorite feature of the camera? Because we're going to get into what you don't like. The, but f- the fact that the ergonomics are just like the FS5. Okay. So I don't feel like I'm carrying another camera. It's just buttons are a little different. Mm-hmm. But I've – I mean, I've gotten used to that now. Okay. What did you like about it so far? Since you haven't ran the FS5, you'll have kind of a fresh perspective on it. I do like how small it is. Um, I like how light it is. Uh, I haven't ran it on a on a hunt hunt yet, so I'm interested to see how things will change. You're about to. When? End of June. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm interested to see how things will change. Um, on something like a Elcon, I can't imagine that it's not going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Not having no an FS7. Um, I think... In, Actually, looking forward to that part. In a tree stand, it's going to be awesome because I think it, it's just going to take so much weight off the end of the arm. Well, traveling with gonna, it, traveling gonna, with gonna, it's yeah. been so much nicer. I mean, we cut down the case size by thirty percent mm-hmm. that we could put the camera in. Um, that's a big well, deal. Well, y'all actually using the same case, but I can bring thirty percent more you're stuff. You're putting in the more case. stuff in the case. Well, your case, the case that you run that one in is thirty percent smaller than you than y'all's. Yeah, yeah, I run the same case as what I did with my FS5. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's. You can it just takes up less room. I have that, a gimbal in the case, and then a a hard case with three sets of mics in it. Yeah, all in a case. Yeah, yeah. I think the size is is nice because you can you can put the camera and yourself in a cup like a few places probably that you couldn't get an FS7 in or wouldn't want like, to like running it in a car is significantly easier than yeah. running the FS7 oh, yeah. in a car um and the fact that without the arm that Clay's got on here and the monitor being able to kind of flip down and rotate it it turns into a pretty compact little package when mm-hmm. you need to just put it in in a seat. I like how it sits flat. Flat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And for those of you listening, like the FS7, it has an arm on it like that, like that. This arm, so Clay will turn that around so you can see the arm. That's aftermarket. It doesn't come with that. 
and Clay runs it because he's used to it. I've only time I ran, I ran it without the arm, and it was fine for me without the arm. So you can run it both ways, and that's something we were going to talk about. But that arm on the FS7 is standard, and it doesn't go all the way up like that. It goes it, it goes down out the back. It goes down out the back, and it is a huge pain because it never sits flat on a table, never sits flat in the back seat. You always have to hold the stupid thing, and holding a camera all the time sucks. You want to just sit that thing down and leave it versus lots of times the FS7, you would try and sit it down on a flat surface and it would just fall over. And I've had them break monitors, break microphones, you know. Or you got you to put it in your lap and put your feet together and yeah. riding on a bumpy road with yeah. your knees together oh, the whole time God, sucks. dude, it's miserable. It's so terrible. And that, that one... Like anybody who has an FS7 knows... Knows like the all, struggle. Yeah. All the different ways you've learned over the years... To like try to carry it comfortably <laughs> yeah. in a, in a car, and there's not a good way to do it. Um, and that's one of the features that I absolutely love about it. And that sounds small, but it is not small. Not as much time as we carry those stupid things around. It makes a gigantic difference on your arm fatigue at the end of the day, where you're versus holding it, or when you have downtime, you can literally sit the thing down flat. Like FS7, you have to kind of. Like leaning against leaning against something or kind of like roll it into a bush, <laughs> like you couldn't just set it down on the ground. Like it just didn't work that way. And that was a you really big half, pain in the butt. You would need at least that much space to yep. lay that camera down. Yeah, so. yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, you, your surface area doubles when you try and lay the camera down. But um, the the biggest takeaway. The one for, thing I don't like about it, though, well, we're not getting into that yet. Well, don't oh, get into this. Has to do nope. with size. Okay, go ahead. Is for me. When we were shooting a couple of those um, skits with uh, Greg and Ray, Mm -hmm. holding the camera like this on my shoulder for like seven minutes was really difficult. Well, and that's and trying to get trying to get a steady shot while being able to pull focus and everything was tough for me. And that's like, I was getting I some serious arm. arm fatigue trying yeah. to do that. Yeah. I think it's because your arm is locked up like this and it's flexed the whole time, which is not the main reason, but it's one reason why I got that is because it's just more natural. Mm-hmm. You could be a grown man, too. I didn't say I let down. <laughs> I didn't say I let down. I said it was uncomfortable. So, okay. And my arm was in pain. So, the ergonomics could improve. That was something <laughs> that I was going to say, too. I, I, I was That's in my list, but... The biggest takeaway I had the first time running it was that first morning turkey hunting. The low light is absolutely incredible. And when I say it's incredible, I could shoot high-speed footage with no noise before Ryer could really even use his image in regular that first morning. The high and low band ISO setting is unbelievable for guys that are filming hunts for that low light. I mean, it sees better than your eye can see. I filmed, in, I filmed in 120 at that wedding at the reception, and the only lights that were on were like the DJs, like disco lights, and you could see faces. The eye autofocus was working. Yeah, it's it's the low light on that camera is incredible, and that's with f4 and 2.8 lenses. Like that's not even with like really nice fast lenses. So it's one of those things to where if you want a camera with low light, like. I'd put that next to an A7S II for low light capabilities. Hundred oh, percent. I mean, it is dumb, dumb good in low light. Like the the days of 
uh, hey, we're running out of camera light. No. That's not going to happen. No, uh-uh. I don't think so either. And that's with us not even adding gain or in the ISO. No. If you gain your ISO, I mean, you could, you could film in the moonlight. Yeah. Like, that's how good it is in low light. It's crazy good, which is something that we want to try and do. I want to try and do more of this year is get some really cool creative stuff mm-hmm. in light situations it's, that we've never gotten to film. Well, so think about, think about the... Getting ready in the morning. Well, yeah, things like so that. that one scene that we shot in Missouri, which was basically, I had the FS7 with an F4 lens, and I filmed the whole thing basically just with um, a green headlamp. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it worked, but you had to have the headlamps beam fully on exactly what it was you wanted to shoot. And I think with 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 that, you could film that whole scene and have all the ambient greens spill across the scene and across the shots like they do when you're actually looking yeah. at something with a with a green light. I, I think mean, that thing is going to really I do mean, some cool it, stuff. It's so good in low light that like when you're in the regular, it's called low light and high light mode. When you're in the low light mode and you're running out of light, it's so good in low light that when you push it to the high light mode, you have to turn your NDs on. Yeah. That's how good it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, I couldn't believe how well it did on that first turkey hunt morning because I was, like, texting you. I'm like, I'm in 120, and I can see perfect. And you're like, dude, I can't even see, and I'm not even high speed. I had to check my camera because I looked at mine, and I couldn't see, and you are telling me you're in 120. I was going, there's no way. Am I, do I have NDs on? Is <laughs> yeah. my F-stop jacked up? Yeah. Do I have my shutter speed way up? Like, yeah. what is, how is he being able to see? There I, must be something wrong with my camera. I would say it's four to five X better than the FS7. I'd say five or six stops, probably. Yeah. When you think about it, though, the FS7 is, what, a six, seven, eight-year-old camera? Yeah. You're also And when, when did the A7S2 come out? Four, four or five? Probably five years. And four, that was four years like that. ago. That was the first camera that I ever remember being like, this is the, if you want to film hunts in low light, you got to get this camera. Yeah. Like, everybody... And their mom wanted an A7S2 because of how good it was in low light. And that was four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. So now Sony has taken that technology and put it into this four or five years later. And virtually and no noise. Yeah, it's I crazy. I mean, not enough to notice. And I mean, you, you, if you get a big monitor, like, yeah, you can see a little bit of noise. But I I don't think I've ever shot in a camera in relatively low light you can't see noise with. And it's also FS7, FS5 is Super 35. Mm-hmm. And you're getting, I think... I think where I read somewhere, if you go from Super 35 with the same settings and everything to a full frame, you get like a stop and a half of light. Yeah. So you're gaining that automatically just by having a full frame camera. Yeah. So it's it's dumb in terms of low light. So um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was color science. So, Ryer, I'll let you talk about S-Cinetone because we've been talking about that with Aaron some about what we're going to shoot. And that's another really big advantage to this camera is it comes with a Sony color preset or a color space called S-Cinetone, which they were really, up until now, was only available on like their... The Venice. Yeah, the Venice. They're big, big cinema cameras. And so they put that technology into that tiny little thing. <clears throat> yeah, so I think for a, for a long time, Sony has been known for kind of their shoddy color science. Um, I mean, I know just coloring FS7 stuff... Um, <clears throat> they're they're always got this weird kind of yellowish green hues to them. Yep. Um, and just straight off of the camera, they don't look as good as like 
the Canon colors or even Panasonic usually has pretty good colors. Yeah. Um, and so with this camera, they have the S Cinetone, which is, it's a, it's a Rec 709 color space. So it's not a log color profile as far as I'm aware. Um, but it looks really nice out of camera. So you can shoot, put it in a timeline, edit it, and maybe do some minimal color color correction, and it's going to look really, really nice. Yeah, if I mean, it has had, a really, really. It would be nice really nice for something like if you had a content piece, like a social media project that you had to turn and burn. You've got to go shoot it that day, edit it that evening, and have it out that night. Cinetone is something that you could do minimal changes to if you shot it in the right light with the right color temperature and all that stuff. If you know what you're doing, you could go in touch color up some exposure things and turn and burn a piece if you had to. It's that good to where it comes out of camera very similar to the way that your eye sees. <clears throat> you said that you feel like the the greens are a little oversaturated is really the only thing that you didn't like about it. To me, the green hue seems a little dark uh, as far as like when you're looking at a green in let's say Lumetri, you can either slide it more towards the yellow or slide it more towards like a deep green. It feels a little too deep green to me and a little too saturated. Um, and the oranges seem a little bit too, um, a little bit too red. This is also very nitpicky. About yeah, it. yeah, I, yeah. I'm we, a, I'm we, we we are being very nitpicky about it. Yeah, right. We're trying to find flaws in it for you guys, but but this is the greens are just what stood out to me. Like when I looked at the image, I was like, "Holy crap!" The greens are like really in your face. Y'all are both wearing shirts. Travis gave you. I just noticed that. Nice. I was gonna wear that hat and that shirt today. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> I've been very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. And that could also be because uh, it could be because of the environments we're shooting in. I mean, we're in Florida, yeah, which is very green, and then the Rambo uh, stuff was very green. Rambo too, stuff that we was did. very green. Yeah, but that looked really good right out of the camera. I didn't do a whole lot to that. The, the stuff I just did from Kentucky, I added some contrast and changed white balance when I forgot to. And other than that, I mean, I didn't really touch saturation at all. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah, how was it as a studio camera type thing, like sitting on a tripod? fine just fine yeah. what about the monitor size uh, to me the monitor feels small but it's not any smaller than the fs7 to me it feels small because on my fs5 i didn't have that sunshade mm -hmm. so i felt like i could see off the sides of the viewfinder if i wanted to or that like i'm restricted mm -hmm. so that's one thing i am getting used to um but i mean as far as a studio camera it was perfectly fine Nothing. yeah so i like how the sunshade folds like yes, how it does. I do too. Down, because yeah. then you can, when you're just hauling it around or you don't need to be looking at the monitor, you can just kind of close it up and keep the dust off of it. Keep the dust off of it and hopefully some scratches off of it. And I just feel like it keeps it looking nice. Yeah, it makes the, hopefully it'll, it'll extend the life of that thing because that's what I'm afraid of is ripping those things off, which, I mean, in the past, these cameras have been way more rugged, like the FS7. Dude, those things are workhorses, man. We've put those things through the ringer, and they're still – we've still got one down there that'll go right now if we wanted to, mm -hmm. um, which we're going to end up eventually selling and replacing with another one of these. But um, 
What do you not like? I hate the mic mount. Yeah. Mic mount sucks. Well, I should tell you back. It doesn't suck. It's going to break at some point. Well, all right. Let's back up. We forgot, I forgot one thing. Outside of S-Cine tone, the image on this thing is crazy good. Really sharp. Very, very sharp. Significantly better than the FS7. I like it a lot. And it shoots 4K 120, which is really nice. And it'll shoot 240, 240 frames at 1080, which in my opinion is too slow. But if you want that, it'll do it. I did one. I did a couple shots that uh, that shot in the Crescent Tool short. Yeah. Um, with the Polaris driving past and all the water coming up. Yeah. That one was 240. Yeah. I think, I think for stuff like that, shoot 240. Archery with Dudley. Yeah. 240 yeah. would be cool. So there is there is reasons for it and reasons to do it, but I'm just saying in terms of image, which I know that's kind of the most important part of the camera, it's wonderful. Um, it, couldn't couldn't complain about the image at I all. I also like how it doesn't have a traditional histogram. Yeah. It has waveforms. Yeah. And Aaron showed and taught me how to use waveforms in like three minutes at Greg's while we were setting up a skit. I love them way more than a histogram now. Yeah. Waveforms are awesome. So it has that instead of a histogram. So, back to what we don't like. The mic mount sucks. Yes. We, and I kind have, of show why it sucks. I have an over-under that each of us will break it at least once. Oh, 100%. So, this mic mount, that's what the mic mount already does. Yeah, it just... It already bounces. And it's just got... I, it's the same exact mic mount as the FS5, and I broke two last fall. And they're made to break. They're, yeah. they're, these, these cameras are made to be documentary film cameras... And they're just made to break. And eventually that's going to get caught on a limb, drug out of a truck, you know, and it's going to get caught on something that's going to get ripped off. Yeah. And then it's going to get gaff taped until we get back because yep. that's the only one. That's, that's might, what you can do. I might order one and just keep it with me. Yeah. Because it broke on my 30-day stunt last year. Yeah. And I couldn't get one ordered because we went four different places yeah. in 30 days. So I keep had it to. with you. How does yeah. it replace? Does it just screw? It, uh, it unscrews from the handle. Well, there's also another option, too, is carrying one that just goes into that cold shoe just so you had one. Yeah, just in um, case. Just in case, and that'll be significantly cheaper than buying that piece from Sony. I guarantee that piece from Sony is $200, $300. This? Yeah. No, I paid like $12 for one. What? Yeah. You just well, get on Sony's, like, replacement parts thing. And well, if you can find it for 12 bucks, buy a half a dozen of them. Because, <laughs> we're yeah, we will need that. Um, what I don't like about it, going back to what I said earlier, is the ergonomics aren't the best for long times hand holding it, but the ergonomics kind of have to be what they are because of how big the camera is. There's not a whole lot else you can do with it unless you start adding things like the arm that Clay has on there now. Well, and y'all are also used to being able to put the camera on, my on shoulder. your shoulder. Versus like kind of put pull it into my chest and hold it. I'm, I'm used to like the battery basically sitting on my collarbone. Yeah. So. Well, see, I had that happen with... um. It was on my FS7, that 90, doing uh-huh. that, and it eventually breaks the battery. Yeah. So it's, but it's just I'll, not a great option. Me being a shorter person, I have to have the arm to mm-hmm. get it up here because otherwise I end up filming a lot of people upwards. Well, there's another thing, too, is it's it's so light that you can probably get away with holding it like that. So yeah. the originally, this goes, this piece right here, goes right here. So if you're listening, this arm has the handle on it. Normally this handle is attached to the side of the body and you kind of hold it right here and film, which actually that doesn't feel bad at all. 
But if I had to hold that for five to seven minutes, that wouldn't be that it wouldn't be great. So there's I there, think the problem with the five to seven minutes is I also had <clears throat> the le- the big lens on there and I was fully zoomed in and I was trying that to That big be lens is stable. really nice until, until you, you put yeah. it on that camera. And it makes that camera hard to run. It makes it very top or well, very it just, front yeah, heavy. Well, it just, yeah. You just about have to have the arm run that big lens. I like the big lens. See, I'm debate. I'm, I don't know if I like the big lens for the fact that I feel like I got to be 40 yards away from anybody to get it to focus. My, my, the only? close, go huh? ahead. So good, no, go ahead. The close focus distance on that big lens is not good. Not good. I wonder if that's to, force you to get that compression by backing up and zooming in i don't know what it is but it kind of annoys me my only issue with it is all of us have a 24 to 105 type equivalent so why carry an extra lens if we have that i like the servo part of it yeah um it is big and heavy that lens looks really nice yeah it does the lens looks really nice image wise i'm worried what i'm worried about is in a tree stand, am I going to be able to pull focus with that lens? Like, if that's the do-everything lens, am I going to be able to have it backed up and pull focus close enough to be able to do interviews in a tree? Mm-hmm. Or B-roll or whatever it is. I like peaking on the camera a lot, too. Yes, peaking is very good. Yeah, that's another thing I didn't talk about. Another thing I don't like is they took center scan out. Yeah. So my and they took cash record out. Yeah. So my eighteen to one hundred five, which turned into a thirty six to two ten, is no longer a two ten lens. Yeah. So. Now you can you can go from full frame to super thirty five, and that cuts in. There's one. There's one big glaring thing that Sony did that really pissed me off. And that <laughs> I know where was this is they going. changed the cards. And they made the cards really expensive, and only they make them. So, Sony, I hope you see this. That's some BS because you already charged us was it six or seven thousand dollars for the camera, and then you made me spend almost another thousand dollars to get two tiny little cards that are going to get lost. And that's plus a card reader, plus a card reader that we didn't have. So now I have to carry a, comp, a CF Express A card reader for this thing cf express b card reader for my r5 xqd for the fs7 sd card reader micro sd card reader it's just like all we do is carry this is whole thing is just readers and cables just so we can dump footage it's so stupid why can't you why couldn't you make it uh, cf express b like everything and it's b or a i don't know i know it's a small one A, this itty bit, you probably can't even see it. So freaking tiny. But that little tiny card, just for the read and write speed, and um, that kind of that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Is they just don't, like, why create a whole new card system? Cha-ching. Yeah, that's what it was for. It's to make money. Well, it makes me so mad. To in Justin Gross wants to know what beard oil you use. I'm messaging him back. Oh, now. okay. This today is just uh, <laughs> just like some Walmart brand because I I have ADHD and I forget that I 
things run out and then I forget to order them online and then I'm like, crap, I need beard oil. So then I go to Walmart and I get it and then I'm good until it runs out again and then the same thing happens again. Cycle happens I can't, again. I can't talk about your beard oil anymore because I have oil that I now rub on my scalp to get my hair to grow back. <laughs> not, look, I'm going to tell you the same thing that people ask me when they ask what they can do to get a bigger beard and it's to have different genetics. Oh, God. And it's the truth. With beards, it's like you it either grows a certain way or it doesn't. We've been running down the interstate this whole time, and we just hard exit. <laughs> you caused Sorry, this exit. I did. So, I look, Clay, I hate to tell you, but I wouldn't probably spend a whole lot of money on that oil. <laughs> it's not going to work. If you're, I'm just saying. So, another not. thing I don't like about the camera. <laughs> Have is, you tried Brock's? Is, the hat. Uh, when you, Have you seen Brock's hat? When you film, he hasn't him. seen Brock's hat. Have when, you seen Brock's hat? The Brock's visor got with, an infrared hat. You can't visor. win this one. Brock has an infrared <laughs> hat that he puts on it. <laughs> they make it look like it's like it's a like it's a ball cap, but it's got like these infrared lights on the top of it, and you're supposed to wear it. 20 minutes a day or something. I want one. It's the most ridiculous looking thing I've I'll ever seen in my whole life. I'll wear it for life. 20. I'll wear it for 40. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works. You need to ask Brock if it's been working for him. Okay. Well, I feel like that has a better chance of working than some oil. Back to the camera. <laughs> you brought it up. Okay. What else do we not like? Um, so when you go into S&Q mode, it'll change your shutter from whatever it's in. So when, like when we were with Greg filming in 30 frames a second, shutters at 60. When you go into S&Q, it'll change it to the... The base, like 120. Yeah, which is fine. And the FS5 would do this when you would take it out of S&Q. It would go back to your regular speed shutter. It won't change the shutter. It won't back. shutter. I don't know if that's a setting thing that you have to, like, turn on. Yeah, well, my thing is, what's that setting called? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, because histogram in the menus is not called histogram. What's it called? Uh, exposure monitoring something. So, yeah, I don't like that because there was a lot of times we'd do something with Greg and then I almost filmed an entire skit with 30 frames a second, 120 shutter. Yeah. Which you probably wouldn't have been able to tell that big of a difference, yeah. but. Yeah, it doesn't. Center scan have and cache figured, record is kind of BS, though. Have we figured out how to make it Especially reset the shutter frame. speed? That's what he was just talking, we talking about. Sorry, yeah. I was responding to the beard question. Yeah. yeah, so the fact that it doesn't have center scan and cache record, those are big. I used both of those things all the time, a lot. And I was really hoping because when we were first talking about it, I literally said, "As long as you can set center scan to an assignable, assignable button, they can change anything they want." And, and they for, completely took it. For out. those that are listening, center scan is essentially it takes your sensor, which when you're filming in 1080 uses the whole sensor because the camera will film in 4K, but it kind of spreads that sense that I don't really know how it does it, but essentially center scan uses the center of the front center of the Sensor. Sensor to double your lens. So it uses 4K but shoots in 1080 if that makes sense. And you don't lose light. And you don't lose light. You don't lose any quality. It just doubles your lens length. So center scan all the time when we your had something. Your effective lens length. Your effect, effective lens length. So if you had a 105, like a 24 to 105, it made it a 48 to 210. Um, and you could reach out there and touch something a little bit better if you needed a longer lens. Like you could put that 600 on there and put center scan on. And, like, count craters on the moon. Or, like, your 70 to 200 basically turned into a 140 to 400. Yeah, so it makes the, makes the lens that much longer. Now, it makes it also really, like, if you don't have image stabilization, like, really shaky if you're not on sticks. I found pulling focus was also difficult. A little tougher, the, yeah. 
and the pe- the amount of peaking yeah. points you got would be decreased. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like if you had a soft lens, it was very apparent that you're running a soft lens. Yeah. yeah. So there were drawbacks to it, but if you were trying to get B-roll of deer on the side of a hill, it was nice to have. The other thing was the cash record, which I used all the time. And what cash record does is you could set it to like between two and eight seconds, which I think I had mine set on like four or six seconds. And essentially, you would turn the button on. I had mine as a preset. It was my number two or number three button on my preset on my FS7, which I still have it on my FS7. And I hit that button, and it would, instead of saying standby, you know, where the button flashes up and it says record, and we hit record again, it'll say standby. That would say cache. And what it's doing, the camera's recording all the time, but it doesn't write to the card until you hit the record button. And when you hit the record button, it would record the four seconds before you hit record and then until you hit the record button to end. So you would get four extra seconds of video that you wouldn't normally get. And for filming ducks or turkeys coming in or bow fishing, fishing, things like that, when things happen really quickly, and just like a lot of times when we would film things, like when I'd film bow fishing, literally I'd hold the camera, I'd have it on cash record, I'd hold the camera here on my shoulder until somebody said fish, and I'd literally just point that direction, hit record, and they could be shooting as I'm hitting record. doesn't matter. I'd still get it because I'd have the four seconds before that. So I'd get on the fish and um, get the shot and everything and get the audio of them saying fish, fish, fish right here. Same thing with turkey hunting. You just point the camera to the direction you think the turkey's going to pop up, and instead of just rolling video forever and ever and ever, as soon as you saw that turkey pop into frame, hit record, and you've got him coming out in the field. It's super, super nice. It's a great feature that – why the heck they took it off, I have no early idea. But those are two that I'm really hoping come out in firmware updates because I wouldn't think they would be anything other than software in the camera to, 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 to do that. I'm pretty sure there is. I, I think there's I already Correct one me out. if I'm wrong, but I think there is already a firmware update to allow you to shoot raw inside the camera. Oh, God. So we need to do that. I know the one just came out for the R5. I haven't done yet. I've still got it in my email. And I... I think I was talking to Aaron about it, and I don't. I think it's just a firmware. I don't even think you have to pay extra for it. I don't think it's an upgrade. I think it's just a straight firmware, to where you can record raw. So they just the released the camera too early again. Well, that's the typical thing that cameras do, or that companies. Well, they are released doing it nowadays. early and then then didn't have enough available to buy. So yeah, how long did you wait on the one? I bought that in August, and we got it in late October. No, that was the R five. Was R five. Um, I bought one of them off eBay because I got tired of waiting. And then the other one, I waited. It was like February. I bought it off Adorama. Yeah, it was two or three months. Well, and the problem is is they can't, like Sony would never tell Adorama how many they had coming. Yeah, and they wouldn't tell them anything. So then they can't tell you like how long you have to wait, like if you're going to be on the next shipment or anything. They just tell you how many people were on the waiting list is all they would tell Which, me. When I called that day, was not a lot. Yeah. It's like 25. Yeah, but I mean, if they have... I you just don't know how many cameras they're making, but I don't know. I don't know what all I th- goes into I making that camera. Got, I'm sure it's pretty a lot. I think they got. Well, every time a camera company releases a new camera, everybody wants one. Mm-hmm. So there's always a delay, no matter what. When, as soon as they release B&A, a camera, B&A and then the still second, have them. the second thing is with all the all supply the chain issues. Yeah. All the supply chain issues with the the Rona. Yeah, with Rona. Um. I think Which, the, by the way, Ryer is now immune because he got the vaccine. Shh, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> vaccinated AF. Yeah, I regretted that last night. Yeah. 
And just for y'all listening, he did not get it willingly. He had to get it in order to go to Hawaii. He's filming in Hawaii end of the month. If it would have been up to Ryder, he wouldn't have got it. We don't. None of us wanted to get it, but um, in order to go to Hawaii, they make you have it. That so, and there's a potential Yukon trip, and have to have if they open it up, which I'm fifty fifty because it's Canada. Yeah. But if they open it up, I know for a fact they oh make you have 100%. it too. So and it's still gonna make you wear a mask, I'm sure. <clears throat> My hand was forced. I'm gonna be really upset if I have to wear a mask on the freaking plane. Oh, you will carry your thing with you. I fully plan on it. Just if they let you not wear it, I will get one and not have to wear it on a plane. I'll just use my fake <laughs> That's one. That's the only the reason to get it. The plane is the only place that I've ever had to wear a mask. Because if you said it's just the mask. evening of just total torture for one night, I'll deal with that to not have to wear it on a plane. Yeah, what happened to me yesterday was I went and got the shot. I got the Johnson and Johnson, Johnson one. And Johnson and Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. Because uh, it's one shot, and I didn't want to have to do two shots just because that's annoying and a pain in the butt. Um, I think so, you have to wait two weeks in between. Yeah, yeah it, was some, it was stupid. I was like, well, I'll just go get one shot. Yeah. So I go get one shot. Then I was fine all day. And then I went for a bike ride mm. with my knee. That's where you my, went wrong. Yeah, that's where you went wrong. With my <laughs> knee hurting. Because I was like, look, I need to feel out what's going on with my knee. So I go for a bike ride with my knee hurting. It wasn't even a hard ride. Like, I was chilling. 20 miles, whatever. I get back. I felt like I had done 100 miles. <laughs> like, I've done a hard 80 miles before, and you get <laughs> – you don't get to talk or Eight, snore. 80 mi- you've done 80 miles before? I did, like, I did an 80-mile race. Oh, nice. I, I got back. I got back from that, and I felt like I had literally got run over by a pickup truck or a semi-truck. And then there's people that run 200 miles. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> But like it shows you how inferior when we are. I when I got back yesterday, I felt like I had done that, and I knew in my head that I shouldn't be that tired. Like I couldn't hardly walk. I stood in the shower, leaned up against the shower because I was like, "I'm so Just tired." Please tell me this. Please do this for me. If you ever like go out and you do it in the shower, at least crawl out and put some clothes on for you. Call me to have to come get you. I guess I don't want to have to come get you out of the shower. To do what? Die? Yeah, or just like <laughs> if you're really in bad shape and need some help. At least get yourself out of the shower. No, I was standing there. I was like, holy crap, this is terrible. Then I, luckily, I already had dinner made. So it was just leftovers. Mm-hmm. It was an act of Congress to eat dinner, which, I mean, y'all know I like food. Yeah. But I had to sit there and be like, come on, dude, you got to eat something. And I went and got in bed. And I laid in bed all night and did kind of that half sleep rolling over thing that you do when you're like on the front end of a flu and you feel like you're getting sick and you just can't ever get comfortable. That's how it felt all night. And then this morning, I I don't think I fully recovered until like halfway through today. So yeah. it did a number on me. Rough deal. Well, Justin asked, it, ultimately, any regrets buying the camera? If you could Wait, help. I had something else to say. Oh, sorry. Too. All right, go ahead. I think, and this is goes with any new camera, but especially for going from a FS7 to this size-wise, it takes me longer to do things right now with that camera. Just because I don't know where all the stuff is. Yeah. With the FS7, because I had ran it for five or whatever years, it was like the back of my hand. Mm -hmm. I knew how to get everywhere, do everything I needed to do on the camera. That also has part to do with the new menu. It's a new menu system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so they've, there's, buttons work a little differently on this, and the menu works a little differently. They've got like two separate menus on it, and so... 
like I just know when we were filming with Greg and I would be switching from one thing to the other, it took me longer to do, to switch around modes and stuff like that than I felt like it should have mm -hmm. compared to how fast I could do it on the FS7. And right now I think it's just because I'm not used to it and I'm hoping that that's the reason. But the menu is not, it's not as intuitive as I feel like it should be. Yeah, they never are. Hmm. Yeah, they never are as intuitive as intuitive yeah. as they should be. No, yeah. but I the at least with the FS7 menu, like I could get around it pretty simply. Well, you also said five years. Yeah. So right, give that five years, and when they come out with their new one, yeah. So I'm hoping time. that's it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's definitely a learning curve whenever you get a new camera trying yeah. to figure out all the things it does, especially when it has new stuff. Like when it has new stuff you haven't used before, yeah, and you're trying to figure out how to use that thing and what it does, and what it does, and how it works, or and how it affects the looking image. for something and they call it like because we were switching between Escenatone and S Log when we were with Greg, mm -hmm. and you have to take it out of a setting because like they'll show you things in the menu that like you can't activate unless another you, setting you is active, and we could never figure it out. So like we were with Aaron. And Aaron had to call his buddy that had had it way longer than us. He had to, like, figure out how to do it himself and then walk us through it. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, it's new toys. Um, Justin asked, ultimately, any regrets buying the camera? Would you do it again? Uh, overall, yes, we love the camera. Don't regret buying it. Um, only thing is I wish it just had those couple features that we're so used to. Um, this camera might have features that we haven't used yet that might – blow those out of the water, but we haven't gotten there yet. There's just some simple things it doesn't have that there's no reason it shouldn't have. But um, in terms of what we do, it's a perfect camera for what we do. And then the other one is just to confirm, can you use the camera with the current Sony E-mount full-frame lens natively? Yeah. Yes, you can. And the <clears throat> autofocus is incredible with the e with this with this native glass. Yeah, autofocus is, is great. Even though we don't run it a ton, when there is call for it, it's... Pretty dang quick. Um, I don't think I've ran the autofocus. I haven't either, except here, that day in the office. Yeah. But it's got the eye. The eye you didn't face. run it any in the wedding? Mm -mm. No? Dog? I'm that good. Oh, okay. I was also at F4, so I mean, yeah. you get a foot or so to play with. So, um, anything else on the camera? Is that it? No. Here's another thing I wanted to talk about. We'll talk about it live on the podcast and see if... Uh, Everybody thinks. Uh -oh. I originally had the dates for the pot for the oh. the this thing end of July. I can't do it in July, and that's not giving anybody enough time. The other dates I have are. You gonna talk about what that thing is? Yeah, the production class. Oh, you didn't say that. Oh, sorry. Originally, the production class I was gonna do at the end of July. That's not gonna give us enough time to do something. We got a lot of stuff going on, and my mother's making me go to the beach and. Let's not let's not talk about that. But essentially, we have three weekends in August that we can do it. Um, the first weekend in August, the third weekend in August, or no, we could do it the first weekend, the second weekend, or the third weekend, or the fourth weekend in August. We could really do it any weekend in August. Is that because Clinton Aaron are on this shoot? Which one? It Right now, I have it right here, so we can do it this okay. weekend, this weekend, this weekend, or this weekend. So you're talking about the six. You're talking about the seventh, the fourteenth. Was in there somewhere. No, that's at the beginning of. So it, the, yeah, you can do it any week. Yeah, any weekend. So, what would be if y'all had your, as my grandmother says, if you had your druthers, what weekend would y'all like to do it? 
That way we can announce it outside the podcast. I'd rather do it in the beginning. Yeah. I, w- I think the only weekend I wouldn't want to do it would be the one the before, before, just so that I could have all of my stuff figured out and packed and whatever. Okay. Because if we do it that weekend, I'll have like a day to go to My the kids start back so. to school on, I think, the 4th or 5th of August. But that's not a big deal. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be the date for the production class. Um, if you're listening, you're the first ones to hear the production class is going to happen August 6th, 7th, and 8th. Um, we may push that to arriving on Thursday. That way we have all three days because it's just a lot to fit into three days. Um, but if you're interested in coming again, I think what we're going to do is we're going to cut it off at 10 slots this year just because that's about all we can fit. Um, and that's all we can really handle because um, I think we're going to do it in here now that we have this space. We can fit 10 people in here, don't you think? Easy. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Yeah, and we can back this up a little bit. Um, maybe put a TV here, a TV there. Um, we can make this work and have it here in our office. And if we do it over the weekend, we'll have plenty of parking and places to eat, places to stay. So um, plan on uh, maybe arriving the 5th, evening of the 5th, and then uh, departing the 8th. And we will um, I'm gonna go ahead and put that on my calendar. That way makes sense to me fifth to the eighth um cost and everything i'll figure all that out but um topics we'll figure out topics we'll figure out it'll probably be a little more probably go a little bit deeper on the edit side again because that's what a lot of people wanted to know about and then um We'll go out and shoot. It'll be hot. It's Georgia in the summer. It's going to be hot as crap. Just no way around that. We will go and uh, we'll we'll do some work between now and then on what the class is going to be and what it's going to look like, but look for an announcement on um, social probably tomorrow, if y'all are cool with it. Tomorrow, Friday? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's when all the footage gets here. Tomorrow is going to be a late day for me getting all the crap done. So What footage? All the stuff that Aaron just got filming, done oh. filming. So they're overnighting it. They got done filming last night. They overnight it today. It'll be here tomorrow. So whenever it gets here, I'll finish graphics package. Hopefully get that approved tomorrow night and get like Craig on standby to approve it. And then hopefully if you have color relatively done tomorrow, we can put it in the template and uh, have show one ready to go. Dun, dun, dun. I was really hoping to have show one done before I left on Saturday because we're leaving Saturday morning. Mm, fun. Yep. Donkey's watching your stuff. He just opened the overall winter video. I get an email now. I like that. When people open our link that we send them, I get an email. Good. Really? Yeah. Get an Have email. For our records. It says linked, link opened. Really? Yep. All right. That's all we got, guys. We'll hang around, ask, answer some questions if anybody's there. If y'all want anything, everybody good here? I'm good. All right. Peace. <laughs>